Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Hi, we're we're the Bradshaw Bradshaw Boys. Before we start the podcast, we wanted to tell you... We got a live show, June 12th, Brooklyn, New York, at the Bell House. It's going to celebrate the 20th year anniversary of the airing of the pilot of Sex and the City. We're going to have tons of surprises. We're going to read the pilot through, and then we're going to do a live podcast recording. So come on out. We'd love to see you guys there. And if you listen to the podcast, uh, we'll be dropping little discount codes along the way if you guys keep listening, okay? Go to at the Bradshaw Boys on social and get details. Now, let's listen to the episode. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even the Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys. Three guys watching their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever. Mostly. 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 <laughs> Could have been our best intro. Could have been our best intro. Yeah. It's because, it's because you did it. Kevin didn't try to do it. <laughs> Kevin didn't try. Kevin's got Kevin, it on can, the mostly. Can you try it? Well, I was trying to make eye contact with with you mm-hmm. so that you said the whole thing, and then I came in and said mostly. mostly. But we both covered mostly. We both covered mostly. And we got it. I'm fine with that. How That's are you guys good. feeling today? A little bit rainy out there. It's a little bit rainy. I told you earlier that I was getting over a cold. Mm. I slept somewhere around 15 hours yesterday, Ooh. just like a baby. Ooh. Not like a like a like a baby that's an older man, and he was sick, mm-hmm. and I felt so. I, I'm still in that like I'm in what my girlfriend calls the alka haze. It's like when you take Alka-Seltzer cold medicine and you got that Alka-Haze. It's like drinking scissor, but it's just regular cold medicine <laughs> for a cold. For co- Not to get high because yeah. you're a rapper in Atlanta or anything sure. like that. Yeah, did you're just, did you're you, Alka-Haze. Um, it's probably painful to have the perfect show to binge watch while you're sick, but not be able to do that. Yeah. Like today would have been the perfect I, day to I, watch I watched, four episodes. Yeah, I, I wish I could have. I watched a movie. Um. I watched an episode, a couple episodes of Broad City, and I watched a little bit of Crashing on HBO, but I stayed away from Sex and the City. What, I was even what on What movie the, you watch? I watched A Serious Man. Never seen it. Coen Brothers movie. Ooh, Quick question, though. Can, are we, I mean, nothing's formalized here. We haven't signed any contracts, but could, or would we be able to watch episodes we've already seen? If we're, you know, if we're sick, could I watch episodes? I think you one could through, rewatch. Yeah, ten? I think you could rewatch. I think all it's right. just. And I'm not breaking any sort of contract there. It's all uh-huh. handshake, but there's a handshake embargo on not going forward. We've all kind of established. If that. I find out someone goes forward, I'm going to throw them through a window. I'm into that. I haven't. I won't. And I trust that you won't either. Hey, real quick, I I appreciate that. That scares me. Before we bring in our guest, I have one correction to make that I've been meaning to make. A couple episodes ago, we had the talk of Justin Thoreau. 
who we find out comes back later from uh, Dan Clay told us he comes back later. I went on this big rant about how Justin Theroux is in the movie White Girl with Christopher Noth, and it's a really dark movie. Mm-hmm. I found out later that's actually Justin Bartha. Justin Bartha from The Hangover. Justin Bartha from The Hangover. And we kept mm-hmm. saying oh in that gosh. episode that Justin Thoreau was in The Hangover. Are I you think. so embarrassed? I'm so embarrassed. Let's I'm uh, thoroughly embarrassed. <laughs> Were you not really sick? You were just, you know, hiding from the embarrassment of that mistake. That's what it was. That's yeah. why I feel so weird in my body and in my mind because I'm I made that mistake. I uh, felt terrible. You were th- th- thoroughly embarrassed. Thoroughly embarrassed. And you almost spent the entire day just at home barthaing. Oh, okay. Okay. Goodness. Well, we have an amazing guest today. <laughs> I'm glad we could finally bring Justinus to that conversation. Stop. Oh gosh. Stop. So we have a guest. Welcome to Welcome to Pun Talk. Steve Talk. Very excited about our guests. All three of us are brimming with excitement. We oh are. Oh my gosh. Get ready. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. A close friend, colleague, beautiful human. Mm-hmm. We have Melina Kempf. She is a fashion stylist from Girls Who Dress Boys. Mm-hmm. You can follow her on Instagram right now, Girls mm-hmm. Who Dress Boys, or your other Instagram as well. Uh, M. Kempf. M. Kempf. Ladies and gentlemen, some snaps and claps <laughs> for... For we should we call you Melina or Mo? I call you Mo. You I call you Mo. Mo. Okay. I do Mo. We call you Mo. My friends call me Mo. Okay, who are your friends? Well, yeah. hey Mo. Hey guys. Hey Mo. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks I, for having before me. Before we start, I just want to say, listeners, get ready for what I think, and I think you agree. <laughs> no. The best laugh. The best laugh there is. That's true. Never. Best in the game. Great best laugh. in the biz. Um, that's how that's how we met. We met at a party eight eight and a half years ago or something. And yeah, at Becky Shim's going away party. Yeah, and uh, just just laugh. I was just making you laugh, and you made me feel like the funniest person ever. Then I talked to other people. They're like, "You're not that funny," but Mo made you feel that. You know, way. people who have good laughs, they kind of ruin you. They make you feel like you're way more funnier than yeah. you really are. That's yeah. really true. And then when you try some of the same material elsewhere, you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I'm not that funny. They're just a really great laugh. I feel like sometimes my own insecurity, people with great laughs, I get ahead of myself. And while they're laughing a couple minutes in, I'm like, this is a ruse. There's no way I'm this funny. This person's just laughing. I I like start to doubt myself in the middle of it because it's just such a I've never heard that much laughter before. It's too good of a laugh. Well, are are you a fan of sex in the city? We we needed a fashion person and that's why we went straight to you. Your fashion stylist to the yes, stars. Not to the stars. I would I would I would disagree with that. I've worked with some stars, but I'm not full time with any of them yet. Oh, okay. Um huge Keyword. fan of sex in the city. Really? Cuz we didn't For know. Sure. Yeah, we weren't sure. I think every fashion girl is. Okay. They all think we all think we're like a carry. Mm-hmm. No okay. one really is though. Um yes. I wouldn't say I grew up watching it. I was 12 when it came out, okay. um, but definitely got into it. And I would say it's a huge reason why I moved to New York. Really? really? I like saw the show and I was like, oh, that's my life. I'm going to be in fashion. I'm going to wear designer clothes. I still don't. I can't afford it. And yeah, moved to New York and was convinced I needed to live in Manhattan forever. And I was Carrie. That's a, like and- moving to Brooklyn was the most upsetting day for oh me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm a Carrie. I need to live in Manhattan. Yeah. My first apartment yeah. was on the Upper East Side. You're not a Steve. Um, I mean, come on. Come on. Am I a Miranda Steve. now because I live in Brooklyn? Exactly, right? That's Kevin lives in Brooklyn and Kevin is <laughs> clearly <laughs> Kevin's a Miranda. I'm also a lawyer. He's also a lawyer. <laughs> where, where were you uh, living before New York City? Uh, I went to college at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Okay. Um, but 
Would you? No, no way. That's Georgia. Yeah. I meant Smoky Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're those, the volunteers. That, that You're the volunteers. Was so ice cold. Oh, that we're, was ice cold. That uh, was. We, I meant Smoky the Blue Tick Hound Dog is what I was going yeah. for. Smoky the Blue Tick Hound Dog. But go dogs. Josh Lay. Josh Lay. We friend. know a lot about sports but here. But I said UGA dogs. That was that was ooh that was ooh. a bad one. Oh, yeah. Sorry Not about great. that. Oh, we'll edit that out. Um, but ooh, originally right. from Texas. Okay. And 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 watching Sex and the City, you immediately identified with with uh, Carrie, or were you? Did you see Carrie and say, "That's what I want to. That's who I want to be. That's what I want to be like." I think I was already super into fashion before I saw it, mm-hmm. and then watching the series throughout the six years, I was like, "Oh, that is who I am." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. I wear like drop crotch pants and like weird sneakers and shit all the time, but. It was like an inspiring show at the time yeah, for someone totally. who's, I mean, I think I like rewatched it and really got into it during college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's the life I want. I want to like run around at magazines and wear the best clothes and live on the Upper East Side, which was the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> um, but I, it definitely had like an influence sure, on of course. why I wanted to move to New York and probably early decisions I made in New York. Yeah. Also, you you have an incredible sense of style that is not the show incredible. stuff. But you're like you're saying like I wear tennis shoes and drop. But you, like you have your own style. But also, it's your job to have that for other people to look at someone and be like, okay, like yeah. that's where the inspiration I would come definitely. From for and you. I would say like in my early years in New York, I worked for a like lady who lunch fashion designer. I was doing sales and I was that I had Mm -hmm. a Bob haircut that flipped out and I wore awful heels and like dresses every day. And when I left that job, I was like, I need to find something else because that's not who I am. You kind of had a devil wears Prada experience. 100%. There you go. Another another great film with like the sex and the city movie. Also with Justin (laughs) throw. Also, uh, (laughs) I believe the one has Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister. (laughs) Um, but when I left my first job, I shaved my head. Really? Yeah. I was like, we're doing a whole makeover. Like, this is done. Wow. Shaved my head, stopped wearing heels, got into drop crotch. And I think that's really when I was like, I just want to wear what I want to wear. It doesn't matter if it's in the magazines or in a movie. I just decided to make it my own. And at the time, I didn't know that styling could be a full-time job or a career. Mm-hmm. And... I think both of those things kind of fell into place when I left my job and was like figuring out my own personal style and what my next career move was. Mm. What, who are your favorite? Cause on this show, Patricia field is season one. It's uh Pat field and Rebecca Weinberg. Okay. Kay. Do you have, are there people in the fashion world? Cause that, we were saying that's like kind of our weakness with understanding. We can talk about New York or talk about what happened on the show, but with fashion, we're sort of like, so, so like, who are like the most respected fashion designers nowadays? <laughs> even oh, even the way that you said oh, that I, sentence, and I'm not making I fun of you, but I feel like know, we you would, don't even know how to ask the question. Exactly. Fashion. <laughs> so is it called a designer? But that is how we feel. Like how? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, is the question? Let's just talk about Zoolander. I think that's <laughs> that we'll feel more comfortable. That's where we. That's where that's our sweet spot. I guess who who are your fashion inspirations outside of Sex and City? Just anywhere in the world, who would those be? Um, some of my favorite designers right now, Fear of God, I'm going to say probably a lot of menswear brands. I'm mostly a menswear stylist. Mm-hmm. Fear of God, 
Uh, Billy Reed, I just went to the show on Friday and it was amazing. I like Billy Reed. He's a good one. I wish I had the money to wear Billy Reed, but... You and me both. <laughs> um, Kramer and Stout just showed this week on Monday and it's all menswear, but they had it on all female models, which was like the sickest thing because that's how I dress. I like wear menswear inspired pieces. Um, Ovadia and Sons has been killing it the last couple of seasons. They're probably my favorite right now. Oh, this is Fashion Week, right? This is yeah. Fashion Week. Okay. Yeah. So is Fashion Week, I saw a thing in AM New York. It's the only newspaper <laughs> I can afford. <laughs> that in Metro. Um, they were saying a thing about how Fashion Week is not what it used to be. Yeah, there's something that I'm doing a thing for Fashion Week for work this week, and I have to go shoot there later. And it's been really confusing to get in because people are like, oh, people are dropping out this year. Some people don't care about it. It's decentralized. 100%. I have been saying it all week. Like, I have not been into Fashion Week this week. I've gone to a couple of shows, but it's just, I think people are realizing is it worth spending all of that money for an eight minute show? And I don't know that they're even really getting the like influencers. And when I say that, I don't mean like Instagram influencers, like people who are in the fashion industry working in fashion who like put the clothes on celebrities or athletes or get it in a magazine like I feel like you're seeing less of them at shows and more of Instagram influencers mm. and I don't know that that is gonna like be able to maintain their brand for that much longer well, because it's usually for buyers to come to the show right is that yeah it before is? it was like buyers and editors and that kind of world like people who were working and had careers in fashion and now it's so much of a scene. I've been telling everyone my first show on Monday was men's day. And there was a kid next to me wearing a vest made of like broken mirrors <laughs> and like had orange hair. And everyone in the front row is just taking selfies or texting. Like no one is there watching the show and appreciating the clothes. And I'm, and I think designers like they're showing less and less at fashion week. Like, and also it's moved locations before it was Bryant Park. It was a huge deal. Like mm -hmm. you had all the fashion kids, like school kids trying to like sneak into shows. It was exclusive. And now it just seems like a circus mm -hmm. of like people wearing outfits that one, they probably don't own or can't afford and like trying to be so ridiculous just to get photographed to end up on a blog or a street style magazine yeah. or whatever. That's I did go down there to scout the location for work the other day. And when I was down there, I didn't even go in the venue. I was just standing outside and I saw two guys that were both dressed in these head to toe, kind of like one, like a zip up, uh, one suit kind of thing. And it, it was all desert camo and they had these <laughs> long straps hanging off their hands and off their crotches. And you know how like, like, Jinko hot topic pants yes. with the straps. They just had these straps and their hoods were up, but the hoods zipped down the middle and they kind of look like, have you seen the movie spring breakers? Yes. yes. You know, the, the ATL twins, yeah. they look like the ATL twins and they were just kind of like sulking around the entrance. And then there was another guy who I think was a photographer had on like a head to toe corduroy velvet coat, a giant hood, tiny sunglasses and like the most blinged out sneakers. And he was just carrying a camera. And I was like, <laughs> I'm in the right place. One hundred percent. I hate the tiny sunglasses. I'm ready for them to That's go like away. That's like a thing this year, right? One hundred percent, it's a thing. They're like, they're like futuristic tiny sunglasses. Yeah, everyone's never... so into it. I think Kanye emailed Kim and told her she could only wear the tiny sunglasses. <laughs> How insane is that? 
What, what if you have a huge face like me? I can't wear those. It'll look really bad. They'll look even smaller. You'll be great. <laughs> I think that's, it's fine. I'm getting some tiny sunglasses. What are, what are some What are some fashion trends this season before we get into the episode? Oh, gosh. Tiny sunglasses. Tiny sunglasses, I've heard which I don't scarves. approve of. I've heard big scarves are a thing now, like a big accent scarf. Yeah. I did see a kid who had the equivalent of a blanket tied around his neck <laughs> at Fashion Week. And I was like, we're not doing superhero day. Like, <laughs> hey, it's Mo, not a thing. Where are we at with Crocs? That's never going to happen for you. Uh, Although, that, was, that was one of our biggest fights when I first moved to New York. One hundred percent. I was a proud croc wearer, and she said she took them away from me and said, "No, <laughs> no. you can never wear these again." But I, I'm, not, I'm putting in my time; they'll not, come back. Not even ironically, people couldn't wear Crocs like in a hipster way. I wore Crocs when I was Mario Batali for Halloween. Halloween and and how comfortable were they? That it was very comfortable until recently when he got accused of sexual harassment. Now, now it's people just, just are like, yeah. hey, remember when you were Mario Batali? And then you Great were like, and, you were like and I Louis, wasn't always in the year before I was. Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis C.K. and Mario Batali. Before Ugh. that, I was Bill Cosby, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> I, did dress up, I did dress up as Ghost Dad one year, and I had a Bill Cosby face on me, and... I've just let that one disappear into the ether. Yeah. Ooh, well, like the I, ghost it is. I will say, uh, Corey and I have been to one fat. I've only been to one fashion show ever. That's the. I think that's the only one I've been to. And you worked on it, which is Yeezy season three. The at giant MSG. Kanye wanted MSG. Yeah. Corey and I got. <laughs> I, I I woke up one morning. I had three missed calls from Kevin. I was unemployed at the time. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I hope Kevin's okay. <laughs> I hope Kevin's okay. It was also like noon. And uh, and I called him back and he was just like, Kanye's playing at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, on it. And then I went to my <laughs> laptop and I Googled it. And I was in such a rush that I went to this website that was, it was called like Madison Square Garden Tickets 123.com. It That's was like, not real. No, it's not real. You know, like, you know, when you, you know, when your you, credit card, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you Google something and it, and beside it, there's a little thing that says ad by the website. It was one of those paid ad websites and I bought tickets for us. Long story short, we ended up paying about 80 bucks more per ticket because there were tons of fees and we got real tickets, but we just bought them through a fake website. Well, then we got there. We got there. Oh, we also this entire time thought we were going to a Kanye concert. I think I knew what it was. <laughs> I did I th not. I think. And then after Corey's like, man, I'm really excited. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. They're, it's like a listening party and a fashion. He's like, he's not even playing. And I was like, no. And I'd also, okay? I'd also been unemployed for like eight months at so, this time. So you're like, like no money, no money, but. Plenty of time to hang. Plenty of time to hang. <laughs> so we go to the show, and it's where they played Life of Pablo for the first time. Yeah. It was amazing. He it was amazing. He plugged it into a. He plugged an aux cable into a laptop and just play. He just sold hit out. Play. Yeah. Sold out. And I then, will say I did cry when like the sheet or whatever came off of the. There was a there was a giant sheet over all the models. I mean, when I say giant, how big was it? Like the size of a basketball court. Yeah, the, the size, size of, of the bottom. And of, then they just pull the sheet. Up. And wait, we haven't said the show, but you dressed those models. I helped dress the 1,200 extras. Good 1,200. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of extras. In like, like rust-colored sweatsuits and shoes and stuff? Or like, that's, that's my everything. assessment of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. We had a bunch of clothes dyed for that. That's amazing. <laughs> that's crazy. D-Y-E-D or passed away? <laughs> May those clothes rest in peace. Either one. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back here to to uh, the episode SATC the drought. That's what we episode. It's season one, episode eleven. Is that what we're on? That's what we're on. The drought. Have you seen this episode? Oh yeah. You're Ooh. familiar. I 
I like have a general idea of what's happening. I have no idea. I don't I'm, either. I'm thinking that they're going to all get really thirsty from <laughs> from lack of water. Uh, <laughs> I, I think in LA. Yeah. I think I have an idea what it's about. Someone's not having sex for a long time. Oh, maybe. and <laughs> oh, someone's in a slump. Someone's in a slump, but I don't know who. I bet it's Carrie, but who knows who it could be. <laughs> we'll see. I know it's not Samantha. She don't get in no slumps. <laughs> All right, so, well, we're, we're going to watch the episode and uh, and come back. And, and then we'll and, come discuss it. And we'll talk some more. Here we go. All right. Let's episode 11, The Drought. Carrie's relationship with Mr. Big has been going on for long enough that it is becoming less physical, especially after she farts in bed. Charlotte is dating a man who isn't interested in sex anymore thanks to the side effects of Prozac. Samantha discovers that not having sex can be erotic, and Miranda realizes she hasn't had sex for months. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the Bradshaw Boys, episode <laughs> 11, called The Drought. <laughs> that's a wrap. Let's go. Let's go. I love that. That's fantastic. Do, 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 do. The Drought. What an episode. Yeah. Kevin called it. It was about a sexual drought. Mm-hmm. It was about our, our... For some people. Not for their na- not for her neighbors. No. They her were neighbors in... were in a full-on rainforest. Yes. <laughs> sex. They, they were sex. swimming in an ocean of sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drought. The opening line. The opening line is so great because it's not the experience of most people. She just comes in. And she says, "New York City is all about sex," <laughs> and it's like, no, it's more about it being about, like, "Where's the train?" Yeah. <laughs> it's about trying to pay. Rent. Sorry, I'm ten minutes late. The train was delayed. Yeah, <laughs> I w- I would have been here in time for sex, but but the train uh, was late. New York City is all about the smell of piss. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this episode, as as Kevin predicted, is about um, sexual drought for for all the ladies, for all the ladies. It's kind of all, all the of ladies. them. Every, yeah. Everyone has it, it for a different reason. Uh, Carrie um, lets one rip in front of Mr. Big. <laughs> she does a big fart. Opening scene. Right I think it's front. opening scene. Just. And uh, she does a fart in front of Mr. <laughs> there we go. Like a, like a morning uh, talk show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, hit that fart. All right. Uh-oh. It sounds like that's a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Johnny and Bobo. It's this when they do the callback, when, they, oh, when it's in her head. When it's in her head, it's great. There is nothing funnier than a fart. And the, like we all were burst out we all laughing. Laughed. I think I like that. Did you laugh? You yeah. Mo? Mo yeah. Laugh. <laughs> all right. So um, she she farts and uh, and uh, after that she gets embarrassed. She doesn't hear from Mister Big, and then a couple days go by where she sleeps over. They don't have uh, sex, and as a result, she kind of internalizes all that and starts to think that something's wrong with the relationship. Meanwhile, 
Uh, Samantha's at yoga class. She has a little bit of an attraction towards her yoga teacher who is intentionally celibate for the last three years to build sexual energy. And rather than releasing the sexual energy, he internalizes it and really thrives off of it. Um, Charlotte uh, has a new boyfriend who Carrie used to date and Carrie tells Charlotte that she is a, he is a sex maniac and turns out that this boyfriend is now on Prozac and doesn't want to have sex with Charlotte anymore. And lastly, we have Miranda who's just going through your classic drought, just not not being able to uh, to find anyone to uh, get it on with. And uh, all of them are kind of wrestling with that idea mm-hmm. and talking about what that means all while watching Carrie's new neighbors Get it on. And before we go forward, I just want to shout out to our sponsor, Blockbuster Video. Blockbuster (laughs) Video. Listen, Blockbuster's not like every place because they got a quick drop. Mm -hmm. That's right. Drop off your movies in the quick drop. Anytime you want. I, I love the scene where, where where Miranda is dropping off her blockbuster videos and the jackhammer construction worker who wasn't wearing like any helmet or safety <laughs> no. gear, like an OSHA nightmare. And he's like, he's, he's cat, he's cat calling her. And it's like, she's dropping and returning her videos. And it's like that right there is a perfect example of something that died. That's such a time capsule. But something that is still here. Still alive. Yes. There's still that jackhammer guy somewhere being like, hey, toots. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you I this also thought camera. how funny it was that that guy was probably like a Shakespearean trained actor. Yeah. He yeah. was like, oh, I've done Lear. Um, I did a couple of uh, modern 90s Kenneth Lonergan theater uh, uh, construction worker. Hey, Tutsaya, what do you yeah. want from me? New York like, City is all about construction workers harassing women. Oh, Which, it's everyone. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's everyone it's harassing everyone. women. It's everyone. It's Uber drivers. It's bus drivers. That is that, Random men on the subway. That is something that is unfortunately in our culture right now it's like it in one of the ugliest parts of it but oh that, man Corey, you just went from like judgment <laughs> to be like, and, and you know what this is this is actually the truth that mo Corey cavin hard left <laughs> but i was gonna say that we i mean like the different perspectives on the podcast whenever we have someone that's not a guy i don't think any of us the only time i've ever experienced like a woman coming on to me in a way like that is this one woman one time tried to pay for all my groceries at Whole Foods. <laughs> it was like an older successful woman and we went to the same place and the guy was like, uh, I don't know who's first. And she was like, I'll buy his groceries. Oh, And she just like, she was a total Samantha. Every, did you take you, her up on that? Yeah, you realize every not, woman that hears that is just like, you are the worst. Because the women are actually getting assaulted and harassed. And oh. some old nice lady tried to buy your groceries. <laughs> and you're like, I can relate, ladies. <laughs> I feel your pain. What I'm saying, is I, what I'm saying is I can't relate. None of us can relate because that happens on the reg. Like, on the reg. From everyone you said. I can't relate at all. I have no experience with relating with that. I can. So I was walking down the street and some lady's like, hey, looks like you got a fat dick. And I was like, whoa. That did not happen. <laughs> I was like waiting to be like, cool. I felt like crap for a second. I can't wait for Kevin to be like, I can relate. <laughs> no, I can't. That didn't happen. I but can't. what if girls like cat called guys? But like guys not in the be... same way, but we were just like how girls are in relationships when they're like desperate and they're like, I'm going to say, I love you to you this week. And it's our first weekend. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a funny concept where yeah. if they like actually acted on their impulses. Yeah. To, to I want to, I want to introduce you to my parents. That's amazing. Yeah. Just to people on the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you, you get it. Is it happened pretty much every day? Most days. Um, I don't know. I normally walk around with headphones in, so I don't hear anything. Mm. Mm. 
the podcast generation that's kind of helped them. Yeah. To be able to tune out You're another welcome. reason <laughs> for Bradshaw Boys. Um, do, do you have any uh, particularly memorable uh, cat calls? It be, wasn't be they funny or sad or yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This I was with the girl this happened to, and I feel like she's fine if I say her name, uh-huh. Shanae. Who's been, been on the podcast? podcast. Yeah. One of my favorite stories. We, <laughs> we, it was very cold. It was winter. She definitely had a fur coat on, and we were in Times Square, walking to Dave and Buster's. Awesome. And there was a heavy set man in a wheelchair that he's been in his whole life. Uh-huh. Like. <laughs> That sounds awful, but he was fused to that. And as she walked by, she healed him because immediately he jumped out of his chair and said, I would drink your bath water. (laughs) Oh my God. And I was like, you need to go back because you just found your soulmate. Like if you don't, I'm going to, I'm going to go for that. I would, I would drink, drink your, your bath water. And how can you be mad at that? Yeah. You can't. Like, Thank you. That's the nicest thing anyone said to me today. Oh. And Shanae and him are currently dating yeah, right Isn't i believe that, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah oh that's wheelchair bob <laughs> i liked wow. the boyfriend. i liked in the show that that the jackhammer guy she finally it worked she finally said he's like what do you want baby i can give it to you and she's like you got i what? want sex i want to have sex with you i want to get laid and yeah. he's like take it easy man. And he was like i'm married i gotta i'm gonna lie it's like it's i know he lived the dream the it's like yeah. what would you want to happen right and then he couldn't couldn't take her up on it it's, uh, I, I thought there would maybe was a chance that when she walked back out, he was like, I'm not really married. And then it like cuts to them just like going at it. I don't I don't think you could show that. I, I think because you run the risk of 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 a guy seeing that and yeah. actually thinking that there's success behind catcalling. Yeah. Like, and I think even in even in parody, that's not that would not be a healthy thing to show. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And I, I don't think I think Miranda would be like, listen, dude. Yeah. No. Right. I'm I'm th- I'm thinking about Skipper. I'd rather use the rabbit <laughs> and think about Skipper. <laughs> um the uh what was I going to ask? I Let, forget. Let's talk about the fart. Yeah, let's talk about the fart. I mean, that's that's a little boundary breaking, I would think. There's another show where they did a fart, I think in Roseanne in the 90s. There was some episode where Roseanne farted in front of Dan or something like that. I, I like that that Sex and the City did that. I didn't I if you would have asked me Will Sex and the City have an episode in which a character farts in front of their boyfriends? I would have wagered a thousand dollars on no. Yeah, yeah. It was first unexpected. season. First season. But oh. I think that's most girls' biggest fear. Really, when really? they're like oh. newly dating someone before you're like comfortable and like mm-hmm. let it all hang out. No, I, I, I grew. See, I grew up with two sisters, so I saw tampons all the time. Even in the toilet or in the bathroom with like you guys have a very strong <laughs> septic system. We don't just flush it down the toilet. Um, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do that. You're but not we did it. We did, we didn't care. We didn't. You're not care. supposed My, to. Um, Listen, but I, like, I, well, one day I'll have a house, and if I have children, Jan- Janitors Association of America is like, thank you, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> septic <laughs> systems. You know, use your, you, you read those signs. Don't flush anything besides toilet paper. We had our own toilet. septic system actually, so <sighs> we messed it up, and we were responsible for it. Yeah, you should have been. Well, you you weren't. You didn't flush them down there. Don't I say didn't. that. Don't say that you're responsible. Our for family. Our family tampons as a unit. I I saw like tampons. My sisters farted. My like I feel like it's different. I was like she's definitely overreacting in the episode. I felt like she was, but I grew up. I guess if you grow up seeing girls fart all the time in your family, it's not as weird when 
But I think or, that's different. Family yeah. versus family versus someone Mr. you're Big, like dating. You yeah. So yeah that's true. What what is it about it, farting in front of someone that you think is like someone? What makes it someone's a woman's biggest fear? I think it's a lot like how Carrie was in that episode. Like you just want to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like you want to show your best self. Mm-hmm. Because in my in my relationship, and this is getting a little bit personal, um, I was the one who didn't who didn't pass gas. Really? And, uh, you know, if you, if you see me, usually when people see my wife and I at, uh, like a restaurant or something like that, <laughs> if, if there's going to be one of us, that's going to be farting a lot. They would more often not guess me. For and sure. I, not I only actually, that, but they'd be like, I bet he looks like he's farting right he now. He looks like he's currently <laughs> farting. And I actually waited. Uh, I, I, I did it more for comedic reasons now looking back at it. Uh, but I did it. I waited until our wedding night to fart. <laughs> That is amazing. Are and you serious? That's great. I'm being dead serious. We it, right, The last thing I, I said to her before we went to bed, uh, before I turned off the light, I said, I have one more thing for you. And she thought it was going to be something special and nice. And I farted and turned off the lights and went to bed. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> You're like, we're in it now. So that's what happened. But she, I mean, she was very, very early on. Sorry, baby, that I'm talking about this. She was, she was letting it go. And I, I'm the one who, who, who hid that from her. Did you hide it out of, out of like, oh, out of. No, I fart a lot. I am uh, the guy that farts all the time. <laughs> Everyone's right. They yeah, judge the book everyone who looks at me correctly. is accurate. And I, but I was maybe, I was like, I don't want to show her this side of me. It's a horrible, it's, it is a, it is, it is a, a, a horrible beast of a, of a thing. That's rumbling inside me, and I don't want her to see it until she's until attached she's legally. Until she can't leave. <laughs> until, yeah. until you've got her in there. Well, I remember. Do you remember like going on dates in high school, or not even high school, just in adult life? I don't know if this is as much a female experience, but I remember going on dates, and then like you would get home, and you just have a ball of farts in your oh, stomach. Oh, like a thirty-second yeah. fart. She's like, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like a what is it diddgeridoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get home, and it's like the biggest fart ever because you've held it in. Yeah, you I can't let that go. The, the didgeri fart. <laughs> the girl I'm dating now. Doo-doo. We went to an off-Broadway show, and. There's like these two old like Long Island ladies behind. They're like, we saw it on uh, we saw it on uh, TKTS booth. They were just like chatting in that intermission. They were just like, this is why I said we shouldn't go. This is this isn't good, but I'll stay because I don't like leaving. And then the lights go down, and we were like joking about them before because they're just like typical New York theater people. And then the lights went down, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I like I like nudged the girl um, that I was out with and. And she like looked at me and like laughed. And then at the end, I was like, we we're walking down the street. I was like, how about that lady behind that fart she let out? She's like, oh, I thought that was you. And I was like, no. So then I was, I was thinking for like two hours. I was like, for two hours, she was just thinking that I like farted really loud and oh. then nudged her like, huh? How about that? That's so, so funny. So I, that was my carry moment. Oh my God. But no, it was, it was in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't get those two hours back where she was just like, Oh, that's weird, Kev. It's just like letting that out. Yeah. It's a, uh, I felt like I, I really appreciate when big pulled the, uh, whoopee cushion move. It's class. Yeah. It was that great. Was great. I love right, that big right was when, leaning into it. Right. When you think this show, you got it pinned down. It's Stanford Blatch comes out, gets personal about what it's like to be like a gay man in the dating scene. And then next episode, it's just like time for a whoopee cushion. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get that in there. Uh, I don't know. How much longer can we talk about these farts? I don't know. 
All right. Listeners well, out there. I, I thought, I mean, <laughs> moving away from the farts, like what it made Carrie uh, process and the way she reacted. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think like she, the scene where she went over and he's trying to watch uh, his boxing match and she's like, she's so insecure and needs so much validation that she's like trying to position herself in front of him and get attention. Uh, how did you guys feel about that? Do you think that that was just like, do you think she was being ridiculous? Do you think he was being ridiculous? Do you think like it was, that was stressful. I thought because she is like clearly uncomfortable with the fart stuff, but the fart stuff, I was like, whatever. Like he, I think he had a good attitude about it. He clearly didn't care. He was just like, Oh my gosh, is that you? And then when she showed up, she was putting on this like perfect version of herself and he was a little bit of a jerk being like I, i'm trying to watch this freaking fight but like yeah she did show she up unannounced yeah. just walked in the door and he was like hey, hey well yeah cool hang out let me finish this it just there was something stressful about it where i was like oh she's really trying to make up for the fact that like she's something that she's not and that i think the fart itself tangled up all these like insecurities about the relationship in general. Cause then right after that, they had a night where they didn't sleep together for the first time. And she was like, Oh no, are we just like normal old maid now? Right. So I don't know. I, I thought that, I thought that he was acting fine. I mean, big is always like a little bit cold, you know, like when he, until he's not, mm. but I, I felt like that was, it was stressful to see Carrie, like putting herself in this place where she's all like just insecure. Mm. But I think you're right there. Like, it, she farted. It happened. He made a joke out of it. And it, mm -hmm. like for him, it was done. Right. Like he had yeah. moved on. It wasn't an issue anymore. And then she just spirals out of control. Yeah. With and insecurity. I, and and I think that's because she talked to Samantha. I think Samantha was the one who filled her with all those insecurities. I think Miranda, you know, gave her like pretty good advice. Miranda's like, it's not a big deal. Everyone farts. It's right. not a big deal that it's been three days. I, I've had four months without sex. And Carrie, if she would have just listened to that reasonable advice, I think she would have been fine. But then she goes and has yoga with Samantha and Samantha's like, it's a huge deal. He no longer thinks you're, you're perfect. Right. Men don't want a woman that farts. Men only want perfect. And I think yeah. that's like that advice right there is like what really set her up to like kind of get into her head and like really become a little bit crazy. Yeah. I think the line that made the show more than just like a funny gag was that when she's talking to Miranda... And she's like, it was just a fart. She's like, it's not just a fart. It's me. He like, I'm not perfect to him anymore. And that's where I was like, oh, she really shared like where it came from. Yeah. Um, her bowels. <laughs> <laughs> it came from her bowels. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, why do you think that she, why couldn't she tell, she like couldn't even tell Charlotte about the fart. That was interesting because I guess because Charlotte's so is proper perfect. and and is per Charlotte has perfect this, in quotes. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte is like the perfect like uh, what is it like puritanical kind of uh, I don't know like archetype of that. The only way to go with that would Charlotte just be like, oh yeah, I never have farted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Me and me and Kim Jong Un are the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, she couldn't tell Charlotte, I guess, cause she thought Charlotte was too perfect and she kind of backed down from that. That'd be a good Instagram account. Kim Jong-un Cottrell. <laughs> it's Kim Jong-un dressed up as Kim Cottrell characters, just like a little mashup. <laughs> that is the, that is like, that's such a weird internet idea where you just mash it. That's like one day I spent a lot of time at work when it was a slow day at an old job and I just made a. I made a Photoshop mashup that just was E.T. and a picture of some scones and a house. And I just wrote E.T. scone home. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? 
I, well, I texted you one yesterday. Oh my gosh, this is I was I was like not feeling well yesterday. We we're supposed to hang out, and I just told Kevin like I can't hang. And then two hours later, apropos of nothing, I just get this text. It's a text of of all of the Beatles, <laughs> and there's a cat over one of the Beatles, and I just texted Corey, Paul, meow, cat, me. <laughs> And, I, and, then, and then nothing else for the rest of the day. And I was like, dude. Oh, bro, you use Paul Mio Academy? <laughs> Paul, John was there for the origin of the joke. It was like, it was just people, it was just us topping each other. And then Paul Mio, Mio, Mio Catney came out. One of the best characters ever created. Did you just say Copyright. it was just us topping each other? <laughs> <laughs> it was me and Stanford. Oh, Blatch man. just topping each other. Uh, oh, what um, did you see anything in that episode, Mo? That was that stuck out fashion wise. Oh, one hundred percent. Really? What do we got? Um, when Samantha's at lunch with her yoga instructor, they're uh-huh. both in like tracksuits. His okay. jacket too. His I jacket liked her too. jacket a lot. But that's what is in fashion right now. Oh, Everyone's doing a tracksuit, whether it's Adidas or Gucci or everyone's doing it and mm. it's like oh that's a thing again mm. or hold on i had notes about this her tennis tracks track jacket was i think my dad had something along those lines in the 90s yeah was his and jacket a uh, sorry kevin was his jacket a ralph lauren jacket it said america i think on the back and it was all silver i didn't know if it was one of those like yachting like america's cup things or something like that oh i don't know it was his jacket was like a giant silver like oversized kind of track suity jacket it was really cool. It was more of like a parka. There you go. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have two pairs of pants and I, I alternate. So that's all. Um, Other fashion things. Samantha's crop tops during yoga. I wondered that because because Carrie has like more of like a full shirt. Yeah. And Samantha has like a it's like a crop top with like spaghetti straps or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like watching that. It's crazy because that's so relevant to what's going on. Like. Carry in socks with a high heel. Like everyone does that now. And it's just crazy mm. to think like 90s is very fashion right now. Yeah. And that was 98. It's just, it's full circle. What'd you think of Miranda's overalls? Was that, would that, or is that just more of a Miranda choice or is that like a 90s choice? Cause there's like a lot of like Jen Aniston overalls and friends at that time. I feel like that's more of a Miranda choice, okay. but you could see someone wearing that now in, Williamsburg or something. Well, it, it's happening on the runways right now. Like oh, everyone's wow. doing a version of Carhartt. And I was like, okay, now I want Carhartt overalls. Yeah. Or like Tommy Hilfiger overalls. That's like circling back. That's crazy because that's like super 90s. Yeah. Tommy Hilfiger overalls. It's, yeah. Is fashion kind of along the same lines as the saying, like even a broken clock is right twice a day? Like, like if I pick a fashion and just like, like, just wear nothing but that i'll I'll likely be out of fashion for nine years but like every 10 or so years i'll be fashionable yeah i'm that might be my approach everything comes back well yeah. like dad shoes are in right now right? 100 percent. giant white dad shoes yeah and if you would have done that what f- maybe not five years ago two years ago no i, I remember when white tennis shoes started coming back in a way that i would just see them around because i had a pair of sperry's like Sperry boat shoes, which weren't cool for a while. But I feel like and it, I, I feel like it was older. The, I feel like I feel like the white shoes thing started like more than five years ago. Yeah. But I when I got those was longer than five years ago. Because I got them at a dollar goodwill as like a joke. And then I just had them in my closet. I wore them like one time with a costume or something. And then it was just like 
two or three years ago, I put them on and was like, oh, I've always seen these as joke shoes. I put them on and then people were like, nice shoes, yeah. Kev. Yeah. So, um, but I didn't know dad tennis shoes were back. Yeah, like big, oh, yeah. clunky white Nikes. Oh, and like not, even, not even like white, like, like you could wear like a pair of like white Avias or some like knockoff shoes. Yeah, I think Fila just like released a pair of white, chunky dad shoes. Wow. But then it's like high low. Gucci does it. Balenciaga, acne. What's Balenciaga? You'll I'm, find I've out. Keep watching it. the series. You'll, You'll find, find out. out. I know Jimmy too. <laughs> what Fa- else? Fashion seems so hard to like. Do you find it that it's a difficult thing to like keep stay like keep on top of? It? Like it's just changing and evolving and topping and recycling so much. Is it or is it like? I say yes, but I approach it as like. Wear whatever you want to wear. You mm-hmm. don't have to wear like every trend that's out there right now. Like find what you like, what you're comfortable in, and like it doesn't matter. Who is someone, and it they could be on Sex in the City or not, but who? Well, I'll say a, a guy and a girl. Who's someone that you think wears good? I want to say normal clothes, but I don't want to say normal. I want to say like someone who doesn't like swing towards trends, but someone who just like wears what's appropriate for them. Who's like an icon, oh, and you're good. like, oh, that person's like. They're kind of like middle of the road, but they totally fit themselves. Tim, I have one person. In my Tim mind Allen. I think Tim. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, it, or his sidekick in the show. Al Borland. Al Borland. Oh no, my I, God. I, I don't think so. Tim. Carhartt. He wore yes. Carhartt back in so. the day. I had, him back. I had a pair of Carhartt overalls uh, in the early 2000s. But uh, no, I have one person in my mind. But who's someone? Who, that you, who do you have? John Legend. I think John Legend is always like pretty dressed up. Yes. Not super flashy. Yes. Uh, but always like. Even like in his casual clothes. Yeah. Wears a lot of black, dark clothes. Yeah. He like gets it right with fit and it's always appropriate for like where he's going, what he's doing and for his age. Yeah. He's also, he's right in the zone of like classic. Yeah. Like he, I feel like with, with maybe that's the advantage of male fashion. It's like there's some lanes that you can stay in and be fashionable and, but it's kind of the same stuff from the past like hundred years. Yeah. I think a lot of men's fashion right now, it's not about embracing every trend or even that it's just about the fit and like, you can't go wrong with the basics or Mm -hmm. the essentials because you know, they work, they work every time. I think, yeah. What are, what are those basics and essentials? I'm asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend who farts all the time. <laughs> well, I took you shopping before. Yeah, you did. I threw a temper tantrum, right? When we got the coat, yes. Yeah, I threw a temper tantrum. But the not e- second not, time, I apologize you were fine. For that. Yeah. It's like jean, we got some jeans. Raw denim. Raw denim. I yes. will always. You gave me some green corduroys that were pretty nice. Where where did you get the raw denim? Okay, APC? for men. If you want to invest, APC is great and you can wear them for a couple of years. And then whenever you like want to start over and break them in, take them back. They'll give you a discount on your next pair. That's pretty crazy. But And when Corey said earlier in the podcast, he had two pairs of pants. I knew in my head they were both APCs. So I was like, you only need two pairs, dog. No, they're not APCs. <laughs> uh, the days of Corey, I want to get back to your thing, but the days of Corey Cabin buying expensive jeans is over because you and I went to that. I went to Blue and Green uh, down yeah. on. Uh, Why did um, you go there? I don't know. And I bought a pair of uh, Oni. That are like raw Japanese denim. Yeah. And they cost me like almost $300 and I wore them for two weeks and they were too tight and I couldn't take them back and I had to sell them on eBay for like 50 bucks. (laughs) So now I just go buy a pair of like 
two big jeans at a uh, Uniqlo and I go get them tailored somewhere. And that's what I do for jeans. That's my other and favorite that, place to get raw denim is Uniqlo. Because mm-hmm. they cost like, they're like 50 bucks. Yeah. And they're and, and they're great. And I have multiple people being like, dude, I love those jeans. Because if you get them tailored to yourself, they're just, they like fit perfectly. Yeah. And you don't have to lose $300 on a pair of freaking <laughs> jeans from blue and green. I will say that is like one of the adult things that when I was talking to some people that were just older, they're like, yeah, get your clothes tailored. You if, have if to. You, and if That's you do, thing. people start coming out of the woodwork to just be like, wow, that looks really great. From around light posts, just on the bus, people <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Hey. I get catcalled with with women just being workers. like, hey, your shirt looks nice and fits correctly <laughs> to your body. Hey, look, <laughs> let, let me go- introduce you to my parents. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's um, worth the investment. You have to have a tailor because mm. most people cannot wear off the rack. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely can't. I was in a wedding once uh, where the uh, H and M is that H and M was the where we had got our suits. I'm a big guy. I'm six four. H and M definitely didn't fit me, and no. so uh, the vest <laughs> didn't fit. So my friend's mom, uh, the day of the wedding, had to sew the curtains of our hotel room into the vest of my H&M vest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a true story. Oh, So we, we destroyed the curtains and sewed them into the sides of the vest. So you, You're wearing the, H&L, the H&M Comfort Inn collection. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a perfect. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. So who, what Corey asked earlier, who are your people? Oh, um... On the spot. You can say as many as you want. If you have like multiple ones, don't be afraid. I'll say this. I do this every time anyone's like top five albums or whatever. I'm always like, okay, I'll give my answers and I can change them tomorrow morning. So don't put the pressure on yourself to be right. Just be like, uh, if I had to say it now, I'd say these two people. I'm not going to be as nice as that. These people's names are (laughs) going to go on your gravestones as these are most. 100%. Gosh. I think... Some people know him as Donald Glover. Oh, yes. I know him as Childish Gambino. He looks amazing on the red carpet, mm. always. I mean, his stylist kills it that way. Um, but I also think he's another one that's like, he's not crazy. No, he's wearing no. a t-shirt and jeans and like he's a big some low-key sneaker. But he always looks good and appropriate. I'll say a few years ago, um, when I was going to look for a suit... Uh, that I was going to get married in and then didn't, but <laughs> at H and M, no, it was at a Kevin's hard support. left. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a hard left with Kevin Doyle relationship issue, but I was getting, getting, uh, uh, fitted for it. And it was like midnight blue, um, tux with the dark, uh, black lapel. And it was before I'd seen that anywhere. And the guy at suit supply was just like, listen, like you're gonna look great. This is, and I was so pumped for it. And then um, didn't end up wearing that or buying it. Mm-hmm. But then it just started popping up everywhere, like at the Oscars and at all the award shows. And I was like, man, I was like, I would have been ahead of that game. Daniel Day Lewis wore it when he won the Oscar for Lincoln, and I think Donald Glover had that one year. I saw him with something like that on. But everyone looks so good in that. So good. So good. It's classic now. Yeah. Now it's classic, but now it's also a little, is it played out? It's not played out. I think, no. I think that goes back to what you were saying. If it's, if something's played out, it depends on how you wear it. Yeah. Other people who that. I love and respect their style. 
I'm not, I don't I wouldn't say I love him, but I think Adam Levine like has his style down. He's wearing a beat up pair of raw denim jeans, a black t-shirt or a white t-shirt and a boot. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes a sweater. Um I would say Steven Tyler. He <laughs> he's wearing everything that's ever been existed. He's the comfort in curtains, jingle jangles, so he's many got scarves. Everything. So, so many, many scarves. scarves. But then a- uh, but then I think like I love Pharrell's style. I was a uh, yeah, Pharrell. Yeah. Not everyone, I would say very few people can do that, but I never look at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the most ridiculous thing. I'm like, it's him. Like, it wouldn't work on Adam Levine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what was awesome about the Pharrell hat when it happened? Oh, I still want it. Is that, is that there's this thing, and we've talked about it with your yellow, with your yellow raincoat, oh, Corey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have certain pieces that I'll put on, and you walk out, and the first time people were like, oh, Ooh, you're doing a yellow coat now, banana boy. Or like, or like. Everyone I, always calls me Paddington Bear. 100%. <laughs> yeah. The first time I wore like a denim jacket uh, with the same, same around color, uh, like the Canadian tuxedo or whatever, people were just like, ooh, jean on jean. And I was like, yep. And then you do it the second time, we were like, oh, doing that. And then the third time, they just leave you alone. And it was awesome. Once the Pharrell hat was like, he just kept on wearing it. People were like, Ooh, big hat. And then at a certain point, I was like, yeah, it's Pharrell. That's cool. And it wasn't a big deal anymore. And he kept with it. Yeah. There's probably a lot. I mean, I'm the least fashionable person I've ever met, but that's probably a lot. Fashion is just kind of picking something you said, like that you like and just sticking in that lane until it's like, it's just normal for you. I read something on uh, this fashion blog, a continuous lean. Do you know that fashion blog? It's like a menswear blog. He doesn't really do it anymore. It was like an email this guy did. But anyway, he leaned too too far and fell. He leaned too far. He leaned too continuously and then he fell over. But this guy would send out these emails and he has like fashion advice from people on there. And one of the things it was like, pick something or your fashion sense should always have a little bit of silliness in it. He's like something that you're like, this is ridiculous. Like he's like, you should have fun with something. And that's yeah. what I kind of felt like my yellow coat was. It was like, whatever, man. I look like a fisherman. It's fine. Yeah. A little bit of silliness in your life. You should <laughs> fart in front of your boyfriend. There occasionally. You Do that. You know? Never. Um, yeah, let's get back to uh, let's get back think to of when SACC. Charlotte was trying to jerk off her uh, boyfriend that was on Prozac. I didn't know what was happening at first. I thought she was doing herself. Yeah, for a second because that was like how she's gonna get over the drought, and then it turns out she's and that dude must have been on a lot of Prozac because he was so chill all the time. Yeah, he was. He was. He was was just kind of like, "Sorry, babe, it's not happening." One more point about Corey's coat, real quick. (laughs) Please bring it in. Um, I didn't quite get his his deal because he. He's not horny or he's not. He lost his libido. Yeah. Okay. He, I mean, he took the anti Prozac's an antidepressant, right? Yeah. Prozac so. was huge for a while. I don't think yeah. they do it anymore. Antidepressant. Do Prozac still? He, he, he uh, lost his uh, libido. Yeah. I think Xanax kind of took over Prozac at some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, uh, she was definitely going for it. He must have had erectile problems too, right? Because that's what she kept on commenting when she saw the couple across the way having yeah, sex about how hard he was. Which, you know, I'm I'm on uh, hair loss medicine. There's a chance, two point seven percent chance that I'll uh, experience that. So keep mm. your fingers crossed, but guys. It, with that, is it corrected by Viagra? Because no, you, you just stop taking the medicine. I'll lose my hair, and then uh, all and problems, then and then all be rock hard fixed. all the time. <laughs> but uh, if you have erectile dysfunction, can you just take Viagra I, and I it'll work? So, so then take your hair loss medicine, and then 
throw blue pill in there when you need to. Just keep on medicating just it. Just keep baby. on medicating yeah. it. Just become a twentieth century twenty first century man. Just, just keep throw on pills at it. Pills on top of pills. Pills on pills on pills on pills. I will say this, and I'm you know, that it is when you're like in eighth grade and you first discover masturbating, I remember I would watch Wild on E with Brooke Burke. And I would, it would be over the summer and it would be a, like a cable channel that like my parents thought was like safe or whatever. And I could masturbate like 10 times in a day. When you first discover <laughs> it, you're just like, this is a hard left. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> no, about, it's it, a hard no, on left. Hard on is, left. We're, we're talking about the talking head scenes. The first business yeah, guy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's he's right. like, he's like, I need to jerk off three times a day. That's right. My, my apologies. And. And I, if that was me, if they interviewed me in, in seventh grade, I would be like, <laughs> I need to jerk off 10 times a day. Could you imagine if the, if they were doing the talking heads, they had like the Korean lady who did the mail or the nails, yeah. they had the wall street guy. <laughs> and then they say, they show you outside at recess in Ohio. <laughs> I can jerk off. I just discovered what masturbation was. Little Kevin Doyle. What do you have to say? <laughs> I jerked off 10 times in a day. You're from I Ohio? Mean, Why do you have a Long Island accent? I just do. <laughs> I'm going to move there one day. Um, no, but I, it, there, it is funny watching a scripted version of what everybody, everyone has like what their sex life is like and what their libido is like. And then watching a TV show where at the beginning she's like, New York's all about sex. Who's having it and who isn't? And that was the montage thing could be cheesy, but that straight to camera was pretty representative of like, yeah, once you're an adult, everyone's different. And some people are super horny and some, you never know your, your nail lady could be getting it all day. It's twice on special. Twice days. on specials. Yeah. Twice on specials. Yeah. There you go. Anyone else want to jump in there and give too much information to the audience? Because I'm, I'm floating out here alone. <laughs> we did talk about, we, I mean, we've gone in and away from the fart. John shared a fart story, but we mm -hmm. had talked about, I, I think that that is something that brings you closer in a relationship. And I've had some like, I've had some butt stuff <laughs> and <laughs> not on the way you're thinking. Elaborate. Well, um, no, but I mean, I told you guys before when we knew this was coming up that like to, if Kevin is just like looking at me. No, I want you to share it. I don't want you to feel pressure. I don't know. Uh, Do I you feel any pressure? In my butt area? <laughs> I did until I had to have a uh, butt surgery. I had to have a procedure done. Oh no, you didn't know this, did you? No. Well, good thing I'm sitting on a freaking podcast. Um, <laughs> but I had to like... I I had to have a surgery and my girlfriend had to like help take care of me and there was a part where like I had to peel this like bandage off of like part of my butt and there was just glue all over my butt and I was like I can't get this glue off my butt and it was like I had to have someone to help get glue off your butt and it's just it really it kind of like puts it all out there and really brings you closer. It's the, it's the little things like in Goodwill Hunting it's the little things like that that you remember. Wait, did you what? ask her to get the glue off or did you call Kevin? I asked her to get the glue off. <laughs> she had to pick me up from, from the doctor. Okay. And so we were there. And uh, I will I say, like, I feel really terrible asking you to do this, but could you? I came over when you had that surgery with, when you and Sarah were over and there, you had, you had like a donut to sit on. No, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just inventing things now. <laughs> And there were there were ambulances there. Were like, there was ambulances there. You were on you were on an IV. You you were you were pretty tender, and you were like when you walked, it was pretty funny because it was like oh, it was it was pretty terrible. And it I was pretty say, horrible. We hung out. I was on a lot of medication. But Kevin thought it was funny. So. Kevin thought it was hilarious. I was on a lot of uh, I was on a lot of uh, Percocet, I believe. I I just remember thinking I was like, 
Sarah is a champ and it's really beautiful how well she took care of you. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, that's, that's about as personal as a surgery as you can get. Right. That's probably, I mean, if you got a sex change or something, that would be a bigger surgery. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. like a bigger thing. Yeah. I, that's probably a better surgery. I feel like we should cut out that last part. (laughs) I just, I tried to think of like a more intense surgery and uh, I, yeah, I think that's a pretty intense surgery right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. It's something, so. to, it's something to bring you together as a couple. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I would say so. Well, uh, I think we should, uh, we should go through and do the, let's, let's rate this episode. So the last thing that we do, Mo, is we, we go around and we uh, judge the episode uh, based off of one to five Cosmos. What did you think of it overall? <laughs> We can use half Cosmos, quarter Cosmos, uh, any sort of rating. Uh, we'll give you some time to think about it since this was a surprise. We're going to start with Kevin this time. Kevin, Cosmo rating, one I to five on this episode. I am going to give this three Cosmos. I enjoyed the episode. Um, I think that some of the great strides that we made in directing in episode nine uh we're wiped away. We're wiped away like a like a like an editing wipe in Sex and City. I think some of the straight to camera stuff was back. Like especially when when Carrie looks at the camera, she like shuts the door and she's like, "That was embarrassing." And it was like, "Oh, you can show that. We get it." And it just seemed like a bit of a step back. I will say that a lot of stuff was handled really well. I one of my favorite lines is when Carrie was super vulnerable and the fart thing went a little deeper. And it just became a real deep fart. Just kidding. But when she was honest about where she was coming from, about why, I think it was a good conversation about, you know, women needing to be perfect and and that discussion. Um, and I found it interesting. Just not my favorite episode, but I liked what it what it dealt with. I think I'm gonna give it two two cosmos. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I think it was that might have been is that my lowest cosmo right now? It could be my lowest cosmo right now. A lot of it was just so obvious and mm. like I didn't not, I don't know if I loved like even the ending how it resolved how like she felt like she's such a mess and she's so like uh she's so insecure about not being perfect and so Mr. Big comes over while she's painting and she has paint on her face and she's yeah. like clearly not put together but he still likes her his apart her apartment despite it being it's like that was just a little too obvious for me. Yeah. And I didn't, and they're going to fix their problems by fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that I like that they became the couple that they were watching. Like, like Corey pointed out, but I think that was, and we didn't really talk about how obvious I thought that was, but uh, I also didn't like, like, I don't, I didn't like, they had no uh, moment where they all four sat together and did the rapid fire talk. Uh, like I really like that. that. It's every single, every, there was no shots with them all together. Every single time Carrie went to someone it was uh, in an individual way. It was like having dinner with uh, Charlotte in yoga with Samantha, Miranda coming over. And I think that that led for like a less interesting episode than if she kind of, I like when she gets, when her question is asked and she gets all their perspectives at mm-hmm. once and wrestles through that rather than the way she handled this episode. So I don't know, maybe I was being too harsh. Maybe I could, maybe I could go up from hey, there, but no. That's just where I'm at. And I think the last episode was just so good. So yeah. probably comparing it to that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, that that almost makes me want to change mine. I was going to say 3.5. I, I think that like I liked I liked the themes coming together. It, it like puts a little pressure on me because I feel like I liked the fact that it ended with her being a mess in her apartment. I'm like, oh, does that just mean I like trite things? 
Like it just makes me really insecure because there are things that I like where I'm like, oh man, I like that band. Everyone says they suck. Dang it. Yeah. But uh, okay, old yellow coat. I'm just kidding. I like the yellow coat. You're you're insecure about hey, the fact. Cool story, Paddington. <laughs> that whole quote I had about having something silly in your wardrobe is stupid. Um, I uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay with a three point five. I I liked. I guess that's kind of high, but um, I felt like we, despite there being all four together, we had four. Each person did have their own storyline. Um, mm-hmm. which is pretty That's strong. True. And, uh, and we've had some before where I feel like we had one a couple episodes ago where I think it was either Samantha or Charlotte didn't really have a storyline. Mm-hmm. So they each had a storyline. Um, they were been too harsh. I, I think I'm feeling, I mean, no, I'm feeling a little bit of regret, but I could have been too harsh. No, but I think it it's, is what, it's what you want. Um, well, you gave it two out of five, but you were giving Charlotte's hand job a rating. That's what you said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very low hand job. Rating. Yeah. Not great. I think though, I liked the, I, I, I guess I did like, they might've been a little obvious, but I did like a little bit of the set pieces of like, you're watching this couple through the window. And then at the end, Carrie and big, mm-hmm. like I said, become the couple in the window. And she says like, we can do better than that. And then like, I don't know, there's a little bit of like, there was it might be hitting you over the head a little bit but there's like a thematic thing of like what's perfect and what's reality and i feel like they settle into that by the end Mm -hmm. and i don't know it seemed like a sweet tie-up so i'm gonna stick with 3.5 hey no nerves about this man i like your rating shut up i love my yellow coat (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna side with john on this one originally i was gonna give it 2.5 cosmos but i'm gonna agree with you on the two Mm -hmm. i think one, I too miss like the four of them being together and like you get the same theme that the like problem they're all going through. They all have their own like part of it, whatever. But like, I think that's sometimes the best part of the show when like they're all at brunch or drinks or whatever and you have the four of them. And I think it just makes for better conversation and insight and sometimes funnier moments when they're together. Mm-hmm. I think it's also hard because I've seen the whole series. So I'm like, this one's super lame, this episode. Ooh, that just gets me excited for Maybe more. it's, I don't know. I mean, it just gets me excited to watch more episodes yeah, it does. and get into it. We've had people tell us like, oh, you have so many good things ahead you of you. You have person. so many good things ahead. And well, I feel like obviously this is season one and their characters develop so much more throughout. Yeah. I'm, I also am like not a fan of season one. I hate the like, Towards camera. Mm -hmm. This will be, from what we've heard, I don't know if there's any in the next episode, but this, if there are any in the next episode, this will be the second to last time we ever see that because they dropped that after season one, right? Yeah. Can I ask you one last question? Yes. What is there an outfit or uh, a like a dress or, or is there like a style in particular that stands out that you, you know, can look back at and say like, that was an iconic, amazing choice from this episode or just from this from this? sex and the city in a whole i think in the movie in one of the movies they go to morocco and that's like mm-hmm. fantastic style did i give that away no you no, no, there's, away. No there's, spo- there's, there's no there's no spoilers that's, yeah, yeah, that's, no that's spoilers. the second movie right yeah is that the yeah. second movie yeah um that fashion i like loved it's so over the top but was appropriate for where they were yeah. more or less um, and then I think as far as like a standout outfit, I feel like everyone's watching me. 
Uh, we, we are. Her um, everyone is. I don't know what season it's from, but Carrie has like, I think like cropped cargo pants on, obviously a heel, and she's wearing like a men's vest. <laughs> like, yeah, ob- obviously. Yeah. Obviously. She didn't do sneakers. Men's vest and then like a newsboy hat or something with a ponytail. I cannot wait. And to at find the it. time, I loved it. I was mm. like, well, that's clearly how I'm going to dress when I get to that's New York. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> that's amazing. And then like one that's just totally ridiculous. I don't know the full, I think it's like a bandeau top and like a bodycon skirt and just like a random belt in the middle of her torso. Like not where it should be, but right. it was fine. That's Everyone was like, you look great, girl. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is that is incredible. I can't wait. If if any listeners out there know what episode she's talking about with the uh, the cropped cargo short, not 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 cargo shorts, certainly not cargo shorts. <laughs> she's wearing a she pair does, of bugle boy cargo shorts. She does do some cargo shorts though. Really? That's if nice. anyone knows either one of the outfits that Mo just said, let us send, know. Let us know. Send us the outfits and the episodes. And listen, fashion's important, but so is function. Okay, and that's why those cargo shorts were great. She could keep whatever she wanted done there. Her can't, laptop. Can't, <laughs> <laughs> She kept it in there and then she would write. And uh, where can we find you on social media? Um, First one is M. Kempf, M-K-E-M-P-H. And then my work one is Girls Who Dress Boys. Girls Who Dress which Boys. Which is more exciting. Awesome. Mm. Mo, thank you for being thank here. You thank you so for having me. Much. This is so fun. We have fun too. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next time with our final episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.